0: Welcome to episode number seven of the Train Against Gravity podcast. I am your host, Eric Rukiski. 2020 has been one hell of a year. I'm sure you are looking forward to 2021. And so am I. I mean, who isn't? I love how inspired people become for their resolutions. I know, I know. Most stick with it for a couple of weeks and then give up, especially when it comes to weight loss. I think the reason people fail or give up is because they are following bad advice. The majority of diets are short term fixes and operate on an extreme calorie deficit. Simply put, you eat way less food than you are used to. And this is not sustainable in the long run. Remember, you don't have to starve yourself to lose weight. A small calorie deficit over a couple of months can lead to significant weight loss. But you have to know what that calorie total is. The best way to find out is through counting your calories. Don't go anywhere. Hear me out for a second. If you consistently get speeding tickets while driving. It makes sense to look at your speedometer. The same thing applies to your diet. If you struggle to lose weight. Or if you go on this extreme weight loss weight gain pattern. Maybe it's time to check the calorie speedometer. I'm not proposing you do it for your whole life. Rather, you do it for a couple of weeks to a month to get a general idea of what you should be eating to lose weight. Trust me, it isn't as scary as you think. Tune into this week's podcast to learn how easy calorie counting can be.
1: The overconsumption of calories is one of the main reasons for the obesity epidemic. Granted, a lack of sleep, community and exercise have played their part. But for the sake of the article, we will focus on solving the issue of overeating. When you have a poor understanding of the calories in a meal, you tend to overeat without even realizing it. But it isn't your fault. No one has ever taught you how to portion your meals or track calories. School has taught algebra and physics, but never taught us how to eat correctly. Today we fix that and teach you how to control your portions through four simple steps. Step one, download MyFitnessPal. To get started, I recommend downloading MyFitnessPal. It is a fantastic app that takes the guesswork out of the equation. After you create a profile, it will give you a calorie intake to follow based on your goals. I recommend buying the premium features so that you can customize your macronutrient levels. For example, if you enjoy carbohydrates, you should follow a higher-carb diet instead of a low-carb diet. The research is clear. Both a high and low-carb diet can be useful for weight loss when a calorie deficit is present. A calorie deficit occurs when you consume less energy than your body needs. To lose body fat and not muscle mass, you must perform resistance training and consume enough protein. Keep your protein intake between 20 to 30% of your calorie total to maintain and build muscle mass. Step 2. Select the number of meals. The total amount of calories you consume is responsible for your metabolism, not the number of meals. Therefore, you should select a number of meals that you are comfortable eating. Start at 4 meals per day, then adjust from there. If you feel bloated or overly stuffed after each meal, then decrease your calories per meal and add a couple of snacks. I have found fruits and vegetables to be highly effective at reducing hunger. Boy, do I love me some raw broccoli and carrots. Ideally, each meal should consist of a protein, vegetable, and carbohydrate source but don't worry if life gets in the way and you eat something that isn't considered healthy by an Instagram influencer. That's the beauty of calorie counting. It allows you to eat the foods you love and still lose weight. Step three, buy a scale and weigh your food. You want to pay very close attention to foods that contain higher amounts of fat, such as nuts, beef, dairy, and oils. Fat is two times the energy density of carbs and protein, nine calories versus four calories per gram. So underestimating your portions of fattier foods can lead to increased calorie intake. A small increase of 200 calories per day can lead to weight gain. To prevent this from happening, weigh each food you consume for a month to get a general idea of its serving sizes and record it in MyFitnessPal. You should be testing your newfound skill throughout this time by estimating each food's weight before weighing it. Your hand is a great place to start. For example, you can use the size of your palm to estimate four ounces of protein. You can then take the palm-sized burger or steak and weigh it to see if your hand portion was correct. Head to the website to see the infographic below that will give you some pointers on how to do this. The purpose of the test is to give you feedback. If you can consistently estimate each food's right amount, you improve and can wean off the food scale. But if you are nowhere close, you need more work and should continue to weigh your food. The whole point of weighing food is to develop the skill of recognizing accurate serving sizes and eventually get you off of the training wheels of the food scale to the website to see the food scale that I use. What about restaurants? My fitness pal does have a calorie tracking feature for restaurants, but not everyone uses it. I recommend limiting eating out to three to four meals per week. Usually restaurants will add more fat and sugar to meals to add flavor, but can you blame them? Sugar and fat together are delicious. And remember, Their job is to make the food taste good, not healthy. So on the days you go out to eat, you should consume more protein throughout the day and limit your fat and sugar calories. Step four, be patient and strive for progress. Tracking your calories is a skill, one that takes time and patience. There is no timetable for this process. It could take anywhere from a month to a year. I am no robot. I'm a human being just like you. So I know how challenging it can be to track your calories every day. If you mess up and forget, give yourself a break and focus on the next day. I've gone months without calorie tracking months without weighing my food, but eventually I always come back and check back in to see how I'm doing. I think it's really important that you do this every three to four months, but to get started, set a goal, and do it for one month. See what happens. Trust me, the extra work you put forward will be worth it in the end.
0: Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Please follow me on Instagram, at Eric Rokiski, to receive free workouts, nutrition, and motivational tips to get you through the week.
1: Have a great week, guys. We'll mm-hmm. be